Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My co-host today is Nathan. Hello and thanks for having me. Today's topic, Jane Silent Bob's Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Snoochie Boochies. <laughs> I was just going to say Snoochie Boochies. This is an interesting one because I knew for a fact you hadn't seen this when I asked you to review it with me. And I asked you, don't say anything. I want it live during the podcast, knowing your thoughts on this movie. Because, I mean, it's a it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, it came out after Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. It was released 2013. So this is a film that was made at a time where we weren't getting anything you ask you this is years mm. before james silent bob reboot clerks three so i remember watching this when it first came out thinking this is the closest we're going to get to any james silent bob content in tv For or film yeah but then it all changed with reboot but this movie I've, i mean i'm very very curious like before we get into it what are your i mean not your rating but just what do you think you're a big kevin smith guy but what do you think to this movie? We're doing the rating like first up. We're doing. We're not. No, 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 no. I'm, no, no, not the rating. But I'm just curious oh. your feeling on it. Like, is this what you thought it was going to be? I mean, what it's were you thinking as you watched it? Oh man, I'm so glad you asked me to review it and um, watch it because it didn't disappoint. But um, <laughs> it didn't disappoint. But um, I loved it. But it's not what I thought it would be. It's but going. But having said that. Once I started to realize what it was, I knew exactly what it was. Right. And yeah. by saying that, in saying that, what I mean is, it's basically word for word for word verbatim from Kevin's comics. It is. It absolutely it is. is. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Okay. I, I mean, it's not for your rating. You said you love it. So, I, yes. <laughs> we pretty well, much know what you're rating. I'll get to the. I'll get to the. Is, I'll get to the is, rating later on. I can expand upon. I can basically okay. expand upon how much I love it later on. But it's basically, if you read the comics and Mike Allred supplied the art, every bit of dialogue in that comic is is basically word for word in this in this this animated movie. Yeah, absolutely right. The film script was adapted from, I mean, adapted loosely because it is pretty much word for word. It was adapted from Bluntman and Chronic, the comic story originally written by Smith as a companion piece to his 2001 film, James Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm. The backup story was illustrated by Mike Allred. There was a different artist. So I think it was, I think, three a three-part comic. Yes. And then the backup all red mm. was on art. And <laughs> got, a, got a feeling that yeah. yeah. I got a feeling that Michael Avon Oming may have been the artist in the, you, the main uh, feature. Do you know what? Yeah, absolutely right. He was mm. the main artist on the first three issues, and then the backup, which was the origin of Luntman and Chronic, all red. You know, I mean, this is <laughs> what makes me laugh, right? Even the budget for this movie is a gag. Are you ready? The budget was $69,000. Get the hell out. 69. I mean, Smith couldn't help himself. I'm sure he tried very hard to have that be the number of the budget. He probably, he probably paid the animators that. The animator and director of this film was Steve Stark. 
The film was the brainchild of Jason Mewes, along with his wife, Jordan, who was given the script to Oni Press's Bluntman and Chronic comic to produce an animation film with Stark, who were doing, he was producing short clips for Smodimations. Yep. Or Smodimations, and that's the uh, animation, Smod, Smodimations, and they were just short clips that you will watch online. Originally, that's what this film was supposed to be. Before it was even a film, it was just going to be a series of mini clips for the internet. But then they ended up doing the film. It's it's a weird one because the whole point of Silent Bob, he doesn't say a lot. Doesn't say sure. Yeah. Smith is at least present on screen in live action. Yeah, he drops in and says a few things. It's different in animation, isn't it? I mean, ah, oh, I mean, more than anything. I mean, Jason Mewes is giving it his all. And He's, it's weird, isn't it? it? Well, yeah. I mean, again, he was the brainchild. He was the brainchild and and they've just adapted Smith's comic. You're used to seeing Mewes carry carry everything in live action, but it's a completely different ballgame to see him carry it animated. Because it literally is him carrying it, because Smith doesn't say anything, except for chiming in occasionally. And again, this film is adapted from his comic. So, I, I mean, did he adapt the film? Did I I, I don't know. Because I think he literally just adapted the comics. He literally just took the the words out from the page and gave them to Muse and said, but here, speak these into a microphone. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, we're throwing around the word adaption. It's pretty much the comic. <laughs> like... It is. It's things, like they did a table read. Get, it's almost like yes. they did a table read of the comics. That is it. You've nailed it. That is exactly what it's like. And I've seen this film now three times in total. Mm. And I, I own the DVD. I was very lucky to get it from JB Hi-Fi. They had one copy left in store. And you were and just it, like, yoink. It just so happened. I'm pretty sure it was like the only copy in the whole state. So I was very fortunate to get it. So I watched it when it first came out, like years and years ago. When I got the DVD, and then as a refresher for this review, I watched it again. But on the back of watching it this time, I read the comic. I went and read mm. the comic. And I didn't realize, like we're talking about, how close it is. And I'm going to say this. The comic is a lot better. The yeah. comic is yeah, so much better with the film. I mean, what happens with the film? Smith gets to you know cast his mates. Like the comic yeah, book men, they are all in this. But not only that, like his um, Hollywood Babylon co-host Ralph Garman, he's in he's this in as even... dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> I mean, which That's is, the best yeah. superhero ever. It's so good. I love it. He actually uses body parts as superheroes. As <laughs> yeah, I mean, just going through the villains, we've got the Mad Scientist, voiced by John Lovitz. Who else do we oh, have? Oh, he was Newsweek, wasn't he? Was he Newsweek? I thought he was the... He was Newsweek. Ah, okay. Yep, so he... I thought it was Steve, I still, I thought it was Steve Buscemi for a while, and then I realised that's oh, John Lovitz. Right, okay. I've got him down as a different character. I thought he was the mad scientist. But okay, yeah, Newsweek. Let's um, let's go with that. Um, I mean, Scott Mosier, he's, you know, his producing partner pops up as the general, and... Quick stop hipster guy, which you know, he's done that in live action in the clerks yeah. movies yeah. as well. Uh, as we the shower bu- cameo. as the shower bullies, you've got Ming Chen, Brian Johnson, Walt Flanagan. 
It's novel voice casting. He's just phoned up all his mates. Kevin Conroy right. is the mayor. Stan Lee gets a cameo. Incredible. Stan Lee and Kevin Conroy were, were surprise cameos for sure. Probably wasn't a surprise to hear Brian O'Halloran once again yeah. as Dante Hicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quick cameo. Yeah, quick cameo, but it was fun. And we don't hear him, but we see Randall. So that was that was fun. That's true. That's true. You know, actually, a fun bit of casting, Neil Gaiman as Albert, the manservant. He's the yes. Alfred Pennyworth. I'm glad you mentioned that because in the comics, Alfred is drawn to look more in line with and more like Alfred from traditional Batman lore that we all know and love. But in the movie, he looks completely different. Like Neil Gaiman. To look more like Gaiman, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, we've uh, we've just skirted past, and if people have not seen this and they're just listening out of curiosity, the plot, you've got Jay and Silent Bob win the lottery, become superheroes, Bloodman and Chronic. So it was a nice tie-in to the movie, Strike Back, but that's it. And then it's just a series of dick and fart jokes. I mean, these... Oh, yeah. I mean, here, even even Australia, it is like a R18. Like, what's the highest rating here in Australia? It's 18 plus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, R18. And that, that home release, I'm pretty sure that's the highest rating you can get. And watching this Absolutely. movie, you can completely see why. Because even when, cause when you're reading on the page, it is different to hearing it out loud. And, yeah. you know, you may be familiar it's... with Jane Salabob and the things that, Jason Mewes comes out with as Jay, but it's turned up to eleven in this film. Like it's oh yeah, so yeah. Vulgar. He's, he's let off. He's let off the off the chain. He's let off the leash. He gets to basically be as filthy as he wants. I mean, even the name, like because they didn't go with Bluntman and Chronic. Instead, they went with Jay and Silent Bob's Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. I mean, it's it's a fairly kid friendly name. It's like, hey, that's a fun movie, and do not let your kids watch this movie. It is no, not suitable because they will. They will pick up all kinds of swear words that you never knew existed and they will surprise you with them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I do like that as I mean again, it came out at a time where we weren't getting view ask you content. No, Film TV it it just right wasn't wasn't a thing. But with the with the score, they went back to James L. Venable, who was a composer on James Silent Bob Strike Back. To compose this, so that was nice. Like an extra bit of connected tissue because it did feel like Jane Silent Bob. Like it definitely wasn't Jane Silent Bob light. And maybe people would have a different experience. Yeah, but maybe people would have a different experience and appreciation of this movie if they'd not read Blunt and Chronic. Because yeah, and and it's yeah. interesting that they chose to call the film Jane Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie and not just Blunt Man a Chronic the Movie, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it's Jane Silent Bob. It's still like a name brand, so you can see why why they would do that. I mean, comics are different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're marketed yeah. differently, and, you yeah. know, a lot of the time, like, comic readers, they've got the finger on the pulse. They know that it's coming out, but I guess mm-hmm. for this movie... Um, I feel like the... Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like the animation style didn't really fit at first. It was a bit jarring. It was trying to be very... Nickelodeon Ren and Stimpy style but then um as I as the movie went on I kind of got used to it and the animation really started to sort of fit what I was hearing I mean again like even before this movie they they had put out clips in this animation style and, and originally this yeah. wasn't a film it was going to be just a series of clips for the internet so yeah 
yeah, you can they see they worked it and made a film out of it. But I'd say kept the animation style. Like it is very mm. basic animation. I remember when it was yeah. first coming out, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if it's going to be like Clerks the animated series. Absolutely not. The no. art style in that TV show is to such a higher quality. Always... But then that was a show made for ABC. So you can see why they yeah. put more money into it. Yeah. This this feels like the kind of SpongeBob SquarePants style animation where everything is ridiculously cartoony and exaggerated, but it works. I mean, you couldn't get high quality, high end animation, or even the, the the level of animation that was in the Clerks cartoon, and have a character like Dickhead running around. No, no. <laughs> you couldn't. So uh, this this kind of really cheesy, uh, over the top animation works for characters like Dickhead and Newsweek and and. Um, you know, like villains who are basically just anatomically correct, shall we say, incorrect. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a companion, isn't it? It's very much yeah. a companion piece to yeah. both the comic, Blunt Man and Chronic, and the movie, Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Back. I mean, does it hold up on its own merits? I mean, oh, okay, do you know, let's do it. Let's, let's rate it. If you're going to rate this film out of five... Uh, probably, I'm, I'm thinking like probably four. I'm not going to go five, which is, which is strange because I you know anything Kevin Smith, I usually go five coming in at four because it was a tad underwhelming for me. And I don't know why I think it's the animation. I think it was the, I think that's probably the, the thing I, I'm thinking of most. Um, and also because, uh, maybe it's because of legal or contractual issues, but the glaring omission of Mark Hamill as the voice of, um, Cockknocker. He's not in it. Tara Strong, who, as we all know, is the voice of Harley Quinn, is the voice of Cockknocker in this. Um, and look, there's things to like about it. There's laugh out loud moments. I found myself, you know, laughing and like just slapping the armrest of my chair, laughing at some of laughing out loud at some of the dick and fart jokes. But um, yeah, something about it just comes across or it feels a little underwhelming. I don't know what it is. I want to put it down to the animation. So that's what's stopping me from giving it a five. I'm going to come in at four, but I still liked it. I still thought it was great. And I still chuckled and smirked and laughed amusedly to myself at the dialogue. Cause it is really funny to hear it spoken, not just read on the page Four for me. I liked it more when I watched it for the first time. And I, Oh, I'd go as far as saying, I don't really like it. Mm. And more, and I was kind of, I was, I was thinking that like, and then I read the comic, which is far superior. And the fact that it's almost word for word. Like, if you want the better experience, read Blunt Man and Chronic. Read the comics, that is yeah. So much better than this. I'm not going to come in as low as I was going to. I was going to come in at a one out of five. Wow. To be honest, I'm absolutely glad that we have reviewed this on, on the podcast because, I mean, we're working our way through all of Smith's catalogue. I mean, mm. we've not yet got to Dogma, but we've no. pretty much done all his We're films within, and within the View Ask universe. It should be glaringly obvious that we both love the Ask universe. We're both massive fans. So it's interesting that we both come in on um, with the same kind of feeling about this. Yeah, only I'm going to come in at a two. <laughs> You're coming in at a four. And I was going to come in at a one, if I'm honest, but I'm like, do you know what? Jay and Silent Bob, they can have a point each. So I'll come in at a two out of five. But ultimately, it has some laughs, but it's just a retread of decade-old jokes. Like, And if we've yeah. not, 
it's just it's oh, it is what it is like it's Once, again i definitely think they made it at a time where they weren't making anything jane silent bob mm. like they were touring doing the podcast that was the thing that was happening but yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, a generous, a very generous two out of five from me. Yeah, and I think once you once you know what you're getting into with this, you know what's coming. It sets it all up. You've read the comics, so when you start going, ah, oh, I know what they're doing, and they're doing a they're doing a uh, animated adaptation of the comics, so you know exactly what lines of dialogue are coming up because you've read the comics, you remember them, and you it, it sort of takes the surprise out of it. It's still funny, but it's sort of just I don't know, like it it sort of takes the the surprise element out of it you kind of know what you're getting into well we talked about before remakes reboots mm. it's often not as good as the original and for me you know bluntman and chronic well not for me is the original and this yeah. is the remake anyway yeah. there we go mm-hmm. well that's it for our episode all about jane silent bob's super groovy cartoon movie if you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.